This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield with The Lynn Group, and you're listening to Wealth Puzzle Radio. I've got my good friend, my co-host here, Tony Shore. Tony, thanks for always being a part of the fun, my friend. We've got some hot topics today to Ooh. talk about. That's like the what was that? That's like the the store in the mall. Hot topics. Yeah, got that's the store topics. my my tween daughter used to yeah, like. And get yourself a, a studded belt or a um, <laughs> no thanks. You know, all things black. Oh, yeah, the, not uh, a fan of that store. But that's just me personally. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I don't want to diss any businesses on the show. But yeah, yeah, not a huge uh-huh. fan. To each their own. But hey. I got some good stuff to talk about today, Tony. We're going to talk about the economy. Ooh, the economy. Doesn't that sound exciting? Let's talk about economics. Yeah, there's been a lot going on there lately. So this is a timely topic. Well, that's why I wanted to talk about it. Because as usual, the chaos of the world has ensued and people are freaking out. You know, last week we had the worst point drop on the Dow Jones all year kind of a thing based on an inverted yield curve and every headline saying we're going into a recession and all of this stuff. Yeah. Pretty scary, right? Well, yeah. And, and, and a lot of that, you're going to have to break some of that down for us. I mean, I heard about the inverted yield curve. So the bond yield curve Ooh, has inverted right. and mm-hmm. therefore that is an indicator of a recession. Well, historically, and that's where the, the problem exists. Hysterically. So what happens is, is an inverted yield curve is when shorter-term treasuries, so in this example, the two-year bond treasury the government offers, pays a higher interest rate than the 10-year treasury. And so last week, what happened was those two numbers changed. The 10-year treasury went down to something like 1.59%, and the two-year treasury went up to 1.61%. So it inverted by what we would call two basis points-ish, right there somewhere. And it did it for like 10 minutes and then it was over. And the headline came out that says, holy guacamole, my friends, yield curve inversion equal recession. Everybody get under the table. Yeah, duck and cover. Exactly. And that's what happened, though. There was a landslide. And you've got algorithms and you've got retail investors and you've got all kinds of things selling off that day big time. And it's tough because so the market it's tough for dropped a lot of what reasons. like over the Dow dropped over 800 points, right? Yeah, it closed down a little over 800 points, but you know it's it was based on that headline. Yep. And and this is the issue, you know, the issue is you have to always take numbers, you have to take economics, you have to take data, and you also have to weigh it against emotions and see if this stuff is really making sense. And so the problem is is the underlying economy in the United States is actually doing very well. And I'll get into why I think that and what's going on and all this stuff. But then you also have, once again, these current events like this inverted yield curve. And even though it's a headline and says headline yield curve inversion, go hide. Well, once again, you have to break that down. You have to break down the math to quantify if something is really as big of a deal as we think. For example, if we're just going to focus on this yield curve inversion, Tony, 
they say that for the last bazillion years, a yield curve inversion has been a 100% of the time recession indicator. Yeah, they say okay. 100% of the time, if the yield curve inverts, it's an early indicator of the recession. 100% of the time, it works 60% of the time. No. So, <laughs> yeah, a little anchorman humor there. Yes. I, I got well, it. Well, you know, we got we to gotta keep this lively. Oh, yeah. But look, the deal is you have to follow economic information to make good good choices. And so what this recession indicator says is, hey, since the beginning of time, every time there's been a yield curve inversion, the headline reads this equals a recession, which is true, except, Tony, for a bunch of underlying factors. For example, for a yield curve inversion to equal a recession, a couple things have to happen. One is the inversion has to be significant. So not just two basis points like it did the other day for 10 seconds. It has to be at least a half a percent, 50 basis points for an extended period of time, like three to six months. And then if you hit those two litmus tests, then all of a sudden, somewhere between six and 18 months out, a recession is coming. So it's kind of funny because on face value, we see the headline, inverted yield curve, ah, but then you look at the underlying what happened, and what happened was not a yield curve inversion that equals a recession yet. Uh, what we've had is we've had a flattening yield curve, which is scary and upsetting, but you know what? You got to go back to current events, my friend. See, there's two major things, Tony, that are happening in this world that did not exist to any great degree prior to 2008 when we had our great recession. You ever, um, let's see here. You ever heard of the federal reserve? Well, of course. Okay. I don't know. I'm just asking. Alan Greenspan. Sure. We were tight. Woo -woo. We were close. He was our boy. Yeah. So look, when you go back prior to 2008, the reality was the federal reserve, they lived in the, the limelight. They were kind of behind the scenes. Yes, they did. You know, Congress testimony, and yes, they came out on occasion, but it wasn't like today or really for the last 10 years where the Federal Reserve is like on the forefront of all conversations, stock market, all conversations, economy. What's the Fed going to do? We're dependent on the Fed. The Fed's going to bail us out. The Fed's going to save us. They're going to cut rates. They are now front and center spotlight material. See, the Fed is constantly intervening now natural market cycles. So that's one significant change that's happened since the historical yield curve inversions where the Fed was just kind of damage control and we'll wait and see what happens kind of people. So we have that going on. The second thing that's going on that really plays into current events is what's called the sovereign debt issue. And so what happens is, is we've had a very flattening of the yield curve a big portion of that is, is look around, Tony. There's a lot of countries all around this world in Japan and Europe and places where they have negative interest rates. Yeah. And so it's a schmoking deal to come over to the United States right now and, and loan them your money and buy bonds because you can get a much better yield and a much better deal here in the United States. And so what happens is, as more and more people, as, more, as there's more attractiveness to U.S. bonds, that inherently pushes down all the yields because it's all trading activity. Yeah. If more and more people want to buy something, they can price this stuff less and less and less and less and people keep buying it because it's still a heck of a lot better than a negative yield. So we have things that are happening right now. One is the yield curve inversion that just recently happened. Yep. Didn't pass the, the smell test of what it's supposed to do to cause a recession. 
And two is with the Federal Reserve, with global negative inf- interest rates and all of this stuff going on, I think that this is a little little more far-fetched than we think. I think that what happened you know, with the market crashing is very overplayed. Yeah. So we had a couple oh, of things. That's Mike's opinion. Well, so basically, uh, to put it, uh, hopefully I've got this. So what happened was we had a, a market sell-off uh, based on a couple of factors, uh, Chinese devaluing their currency and the trade wars, and then the uh, yield curve uh, inverts just a little bit for just a mm-hmm. brief amount of time. And, yep. and then uh, the talking heads yell, the sky is falling, the market panics, there's oh. a bigger sell-off, so the Dow loses 800 points. So the yield curve plus the Dow losing, which is a self-fulfilling pro- prophecy, it, it all it's the snake eating its own tail. It all It's all creating itself and feeding itself. That led to that, but then it bounced back up again. Um, yeah. So basically, yeah. we've had market volatility. So we can't let our emotions run away with us every time uh, the market drops, although people are still waiting for that other shoe to drop and an actual bear market to hit because of the high, you know, Mm -hmm. the high stock returns we've seen over the last, what, 10 years. It's been a bull market. Well, it's been a bull market for 10 years. And that's part of it that's driving into this, right? As they're saying, oh, we've had the longest market ever. It's got to crash. Therefore, we're looking for any possible angle to justify it's going to crash. Um, And let's be fair. We're one day closer to the market crashing. The one thing I would say per that point that you just made, Tony, though, is even though this is the longest bull market ever, this is one of the slowest economic expansions any long bull market has ever had. And so you think about that and you say, okay, even if the market was going to go into a recession, we've had a very slow, stable expansion, which means the recession should naturally be very short and very shallow versus a rapid expansion with a rapid collapse. So there's a lot going on there. But remember, in the words of our fine friend, Jack Bogle, do not follow the stock market, people. Don't follow it. You're nuts to follow the stock market. You follow economic data. The economics will always justify where the stock market will end up once it plays out all of its headline and emotional drama. Hmm. Well, but isn't that where all our money's at? I mean, so many people well, with it their is, 401ks but, but it's so short-sighted. and their, their IRAs and their personal investments are all tied up in the market, which is all at risk. Yeah. But you're right. Short, it's the short-sightedness. Well, well Tony, you remember uh, last quarter, fourth quarter last year? Stock market falls, you know, 20% from September to Christmas. Yep. 22%. Where is it at now? Oh, it said just kidding and went right back up. You know, that's the problem is when you have emotional stock market cycles, they're very short-lived in general. As terrible as 9-11 was back in 2001, market just crashed right after that. And you know what? It was already back to where it was by, I think, the end of November. Oh. Okay. You, you know, so you, you look at that and you say, as tragic, as concerning as things are, if they truly don't impact the, the bottom line of a, of a company posting earnings kind of a thing, the stock market's always going to return to this economic data. And to be fair, that's the concern of the feds, you know, and I, that was the point I made earlier about the feds intervene so much now that how relevant is a yield curve inversion? I mean, think about it like this. The Federal Reserve met in March this year, 2019. 
a couple weeks before the first quarter GDP comes out. And they say, bada bing, bada boom, people, if the GDP comes out at our consensus of 1.4%, we will not raise or lower rates this year. Okay. Tony, do you have any recollection of what the GDP was in the beginning of the year? No. 3.2%. It came in more than double oh, yeah. what their consensus was. You know, wait a second. If it only came in at 1.4, we weren't going to do anything, right? So it comes in at, at 3.2. Second quarter GDP comes in at the end of June. Uh, it comes in at 2.1. The The analysts at the time all had predicted 1.8. So once again, GDP keeps coming in higher. And then you go to current events with the feds as usual. And, and in June, before GDP came out, the feds had a meeting. Once again, they do it like a week before all this stuff comes out. And they basically said, hey, everybody, we are data dependent. And what does that mean? Data dependent means we don't care what the president says. We don't care about politics. We don't care about headlines. We are solely going to look at the data and we're going to make our decisions based on that. Right. Well, what's fascinating is between that June meeting and July, when they cut rates, all that came out for the most part was good economic information. GDP was higher than expected. Earnings were better than expected. Wage growth was up. Uh, unemployment was down. All of that stuff was positive. And what did they do? They lowered rates. Mm. And why did they lower rates? Well, they lowered rates based on uncertainty of the trade war. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Well, that's funny. You know, they didn't say they were baking things on an uncertainty. They said they were data dependent. And the data shows that the economy is tooting along just fine. So it's kind of weird, you know, when you start getting into this stuff. But what it tells me is they are much more proactive now about trying to control the future cycle of where the economy and the stock market's going to be. Um, I'm on a rant here, so we got to be careful, Tony. <laughs> I know we, we do. Let's, in you know, fact, uh, why don't we take a minute to let our listeners know how they can okay. get a hold of you because I know you offer a complimentary, <laughs> no cost, no obligation consultation for our listeners. You got it. So, hey, look, if you're listening to the show, if you have questions about the economy, about the stock market, about my phone ringing here, whatever it is, <laughs> give us a call. 805-500-7035. At the Lynn Group, my focus is retirement income planning. I will complimentary, no cost, build out a retirement income plan for you. The cash flow of Social Security, pensions, uh, investment income, tax liability. We'll make sure your estate planning's in good order. We do a lot. I mean, this is, you know, if I had to price this out, this is probably a $2,500 financial planning package that we will give you at no cost. Come in. It's complimentary. Um, but you got to call us and schedule a meeting. It's 805-500-7035. 805 7035 Certainly visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. We're going to take a quick break here for a second, and then I'm going to come back and, and rattle off more of my opinions. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back after this. Are you having trouble understanding Social Security planning? Many factors influence your benefit. Depending on your unique situation, there are filing strategies that may affect your benefit. Let the Lind Group provide you with direction to this decision by claiming your complimentary guide to Social Security. Give our office a call at 805-500-7035 or visit us online at thelindgroup.com. 
and you're listening to The Wealth Puzzle. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. Now, speaking of rattling off opinions, uh, you've been going on a rant today, Michael, about how we can't get caught up in all the uh, hubris. Is that the word uh, that uh, the media is spewing about panicking because of the inverted yield curve? And I think it's been a great show. We've got a couple of minutes left here. Uh, what do you want to talk about before we have to sure. go today? How do you want to wrap this up? Is there another point you'd like to make that yeah, we need absolutely. to know well, about? Well, think about this. Okay, so all my doomsday preppers out there, the you know the yield curve is inverted. We're going into recession. We should sell it all and hide under the rug. You know what's funny is here. here's something I'm reading right now. Last week, a bunch of U.S. economic data came out. And so what happens is there's... um. You know, all the economists, they read the data, they update this stuff. So there's the Moody Analytics Rapid Update Forecaster for third quarter GDP. All the economists on there, on average, just revised third quarter GDP up 20 basis points to 2.1%. What? Hmm. Wait, I'm, I'm so confused, Tony. Yeah. Now we're having stronger GDP, meaning companies are doing... Uh, this can't make any sense. We're going into a recession. Yeah. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Oh, no, the GDP is going to get stronger into a recession. That, that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, look, the, the economy, the GDP, my friends, two-thirds of it is consumers. It's you out there going to Costco and buying your Louis Vuitton purses and picking up some cars and all those things. You're out there spending more money than you should probably, and that's what's driving the economy and making it so strong. The weaker third of the economy is manufacturing, but to be fair, that only represents 10% of our industry jobs. So it's really not that big of a deal, but the consumer is strong. They're spending money. GDP is going up. Earnings are better than expected. All of these things are very positive. If anything, we're seeing like the opposite signs of a recession. Um, it's kind of, you know, once again, solid labor market. You know, I can sit here and I know we're running out of time, but I could sit here and rattle off all the, all the unemployment, employment numbers, because that's one of the things that we look at is we look for an increase in unemployment claims, for example, you know, a decrease in, in average payrolls and things like that. All of that stuff is not happening right now. So even though a recession is coming, right, we can all say that it's coming, but is it tomorrow? Is it first quarter of next year? And is, is it, it going to do years? any good to panic about it? You just need to have a, a balanced portfolio that uh, you know, not everything's at risk and right. make sure that you have an actively managed portfolio and work with a financial professional and have a written plan in place for your finances. Yeah, you're spot on. And that's what well, you and provide and your, your clients with, right? Well, and that's the thing is if you have a retirement income plan, if you know where your income is coming from and it is stable and secure and you're comfortable, you don't have to worry about the stock market because when I create an income plan, Tony, we put all of our income money into safe conservative vehicles. We put all of our non-income money into growth vehicles. And by doing that, we can offer our clients a huge amount of peace of mind and comfort through all market cycles. You have to look at a recession as an opportunity. It's an opportunity to buy low. You go to the garage sale and get all your stocks on the cheap. So I'm excited for the next recession. I wish it was coming soon, but I don't think it is. So, you know, we got to just got to buy more expensive now. But hey, look, if you don't have a proper retirement income plan, if you're scared to death about this stuff, if you're concerned about this stuff, if you don't know your tax liability, 
please call me, 805-500-7035. Visit our website, thelindgroup.com. Get a hold of us. Get a copy of our free book. We'll build a complimentary retirement income plan for you. But what I can offer you is a huge amount of peace of mind. So that's kind of the deal. So there you go. Uh, pl- you know, there we go. That's bada perfect. bing, bada boom. All right. Well, uh, give that phone number and web address one more time before we go. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Tony. So it's 805-500-7035. And then the website, our main website is thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. And remember, we're located right smack dab in the middle of Ventura, California. We're on Victoria Avenue, right across from the government center. We're easy to get to. We're accessible. But give us a call, 805-500-7035. Otherwise, uh, we'll be uh, chitty-chatting with y'all next week. All right, sounds good. And that does it for today's episode of The Wealth Puzzle with our host, Michael Mansfield of The Lind. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805 805- 500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lind Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lind Group LLC. The Lind Group LLC and the Lind Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lind Group LLC the Lynn Group Advisors LLC and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.